today on CityCast Denver. Sure, we had an election this week, but you know what the most important race was in our book? The great Denver-style, Mission-style burrito race, aka Chipotle versus Illegal Pete's. We tested both and will now reveal our very hot takes. Today is Friday, November 5th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Welcome back to CityCast Denver. I'm Paul, and I'm here with a regular host, Bree Davies. Hi, Paul. Producer, Xander McMahon. Hello, hello. Newsletter writer, Peyton Garcia. Hi. And we have gathered here in person. We're recording this a little bit ahead of time. We've gathered here in person for the long-awaited Denver-style, mission-style burrito battle. Now, let's define our terms, because I've just been saying that, and no one's been telling me to stop. <laughs> what exactly, what, what do I mean by Denver-style, mission-style? Peyton, can you unpack that? Um, No. I don't, okay. I don't think I can. <laughs> I, I, w- I looked at Wikipedia, which I don't know if is necessarily the most journalistic thing to do, but uh, mission style means a big ass burrito, first mm-hmm. of all, mm-hmm. uh, steamed tortillas mm-hmm. for flexibility, and inclusion of rice. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Rice. I think rice. Extra is... rice. My bad. Yeah. I think that's like a big defining thing. point because. And when you think of other burritos, you think, at least I do, bean, cheese, and meat. I wonder if that's a Colorado thing, too. Maybe. We don't know. But, he, but the one thing that's definitely a Colorado thing is that a Coloradan, Steve Ells, took that mission-style burrito from San Francisco, where it originated, completely decontextualized it, and started his very own burrito chain, Chipotle, on Evans here in Denver. Uh, and it has now obviously gone on to become a worldwide phenomenon, spawning many competitors, including the upstart challenger that we're going to be comparing with Chipotle today, Illegal Pete's, founded by Pete Turner maybe 10, 15 years ago. I think they have... 95. 95, mm-hmm. really? Yep. Yeah, I was like, they're celebrating... 25 years. 20, yeah, 25 years. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I think that they're pretty similar in age. Oh, that's interesting. Congratulations to Illegal Pete's. 26. Technically. Congratulations to you for that <laughs> quick math. Oh. I, I was born in 95. That's why. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> the cutest thing you've ever said. <laughs> I know. We all actually know Alexandra's notoriously bad at math. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. But these, these two chains are so similar and everybody's got a favorite. I mean, that's part of living in Denver is you've got the place that you like to get your fast casual mission style burritos. So I think that's kind of where we have to start is like where, where are each of us coming from going into this what are our priors our biases Alexandra? how about you do you have relationships with these places um no honestly i i just kind of somehow avoided the whole chipotle craze like it was just a place that i would go to sometimes to get it i mean it was just not it's it was not on the top of my list like oh if i need a burrito <laughs> We're gonna leave. Sorry, my baby is being super rude. <laughs> he just has opinions. Mon- Montgomery has things to say about Chipotle. I think anytime he wants to pipe up, that's going to be yeah. everybody's favorite part of this. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
Um, yeah, I don't have much of a relationship with either of these places. Illegal Pizza is cool. Chipotle is cool. I don't have strong feelings about either one. So in that sense, I kind of came in as like a neutral, a neutral party, a neutral critic. Essential. Yeah. Much needed. Essential. Peyton, how about you? Well, first I have to point out that Qdoba did not even make the cut in this competition because <laughs> I just, I hate Qdoba. I think that they're not worth it. Also so, founded in Denver. Yeah. Yes. Which Kinda is cool. the, the bone that. My friend and listener since this show's first inception, Thad, has pointed out, mm-hmm. Thad threatened to, we're recording at my house, and Thad threatened to come over tonight when he found <laughs> out we were going to be here and deliver some Qdoba along with his case, which is, it started here as well. I can't believe we're not including it. I it's, That's oh. because Qdoba is the worst. Oh I God. just think it's the yeah. worst. And I, I've eaten there a lot because... When I'm craving a big burrito and there's no Chipotle in sight, I will go. I will suck it up and I will go and I mm-hmm. bitch the entire time. I just, I can't get myself to like it. I just can't. Hmm. But that being said, I'm a freak for Chipotle. Um, love it. I go there as often as I can. Um, my fiance, his recurring Valentine's Day gift to me every year is a $50 Chipotle gift card. And I, I would ask, he gave it to me one year and I Willie said, Willie knows what's up. Never ever change this. <laughs> it is your blessing for me to eat my body weight in $50 worth of Chipotle, which granted is only like five burritos, but. <laughs> yeah, that's, I love that. I, that's so cool. Um, Brie, how about you? Do you have a, do you have strong feelings one way or the other? I've just always been a Chipotle person, not in particular, any particular reason. I think um, I started going to Chipotle. It must have been right when they opened that one in DU because it was so tiny. That's what I remember about it. What was it like back then? It was just like a, it was a, it was a different Denver, you guys. It just wasn't as busy. Mm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like every time I go to Chipotle, there's like a line there's a line. Usually I have to wait. Here's what I want to ask about yeah. the first Chipotle. Because yeah. I've read a lot about this company. I love it. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. I read that Steve Ells didn't develop the like uh, the order down the line no. burrito wrapping oh. style until no. the second location. And it was only because of the specific building that the second location was mm. in. That would make sense because that is something I do remember about that first. I haven't been to the one on Evans in forever. But that was the one I first started going to because my boyfriend at the time lived down the block Hmm. and it's like yeah it was like more of it was just a counter and they had everything out from what i remember but it wasn't a lot there was no room for a line it was so small that's so interesting because i feel like that's um like they set that precedence right because then they had these copycats illegal peats and qdoba Mm -hmm. and that's a part of it like that's part of the whole thing is you go in and you have them pick out your or you pick out what Mm -hmm. you want on your burrito yeah yeah it's the core innovation of the whole thing i also think it's interesting to me as like a person that loves colorado mexican food it's says a totally different entity i don't think of it as mexican food oh to- uh, i agree you know what i mean like i'm not like people are out there thinking it's authentic mexican food or anything but it's like not colorado mexican food to me it's chipotle and illegal pete's yeah chart their own things yeah, Denver style, Mission style. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. And as for Legal Pete's, I honestly remember going to the one on 16th Street more to see. They used to host a lot of shows there. And so I'd see my friends play there. Oh, that's cool. Honestly, more than anything. So I don't remember the food particularly, but it was a cool place to hang out. And it was one of those places where young people could go and 
hang out and see music and play music. That's similar to how my relationship with Chipotle started. And it has gone through so many phases. I This is maybe my favorite restaurant. If I were to ever write a book, it would be a personal history of this is a revolution. the fast casual revolution. I know. I didn't know. I did not know. We, we could have bonded over this, Paul. I had no idea also, you were so passionate right. I feel about like there's Chipotle. a lot of bias here in the I feel like illegal peace doesn't stand a chance with all of you people. <laughs> no, it does. It, it does. No, I, you they, just it, wait. Yeah. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get you there. just right. wait. I'm going to be surprised. But I I don't know. I mean, I I could talk about Chipotle like literally for hours, but I wrote down a page of notes. I thought maybe I could choose like one one story from this. You said young people congregating to legal peace. That reminded me of uh high school Chipotle, when it first showed up in Columbus, Ohio, where I grew up, the Chipotle next to the movie theater was the spot on Friday nights for teens. I love it. Wow. To go hang out. Not me. I was at home alone, mm-hmm. hanging, doing my own thing. But oh, I was Paul. so jealous of those cool kids at their oh, Chipotle. Uh, and uh, I think it was the first time I tried pinto beans was at a Chipotle. It just mm-hmm. wasn't a part of my life as a kid. Let's wow. remember that. Paul's a Canadian in Columbus, That's Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> Great point. Amazing. Important context. Amazing. So. Uh, but I grew to love it. And it was my maybe my the first time I ever really thought about Denver was because of Chipotle. My friends and I would go there sometimes twice a day before hockey practice. Uh, we would go and we would talk about visiting. Uh, and this shows how long my relationship is with this place. But we would talk about visiting Mecca the original Chipotle, back when I would use that term as like a special place you'd make a pilgrimage to. And so when I, we finally moved here, Megan and I, I made a special trip one time and I went and I had a very like ceremonial meal at the first Chipotle and got kind of emotional. I really wow. loved it. This place is important to me. Was it like everything you thought it would be? Like I'm, like there's so much buildup. Oh, it was the same as all the other Chipotle. It was okay, all right. Which is great. <laughs> but it felt Still special. Good. Yeah, right? it did. Great. It did. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade, hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. Should we get into it, the yes. comparison? Because yeah. we all went to Illegal Pete's once and Chipotle once. And now we're going to put them up head to head. Let's start with just the customer experience, the vibes, walking into this place. Peyton, let's start with you. Okay. Um, so Chipotle, same as always. I, I I like that about Chipotle. Everywhere you go, the experience is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But I have a lot to say about Illegal Pete's. So I got really into Illegal Pete's when I used to work. Um, I used to work at like off of Colfax, and there's an illegal pizza right there off Colfax. And it was just really easy for me to walk to, so I would walk, I would walk over there a lot, and um, that was a great location. 
I would sit out on the patio or walk back to work with my burrito. Um, but the one I went to for this little project of ours um, is one to I've been to a few times. It's in Boulder on the hill. It's actually the original Illegal Pete's. Oh. And um, I have a real issue with that Illegal Pete's. It always feels like a nightclub. You go in, it's always freezing in there because it's on the hill in Boulder, which is the college, the college hangout. And um, it's always freezing. The music's so loud. It's always this really loud, like techno music. The people taking my order can never hear what I'm saying. And I'm like, turn down the music if you want to know what I'm ordering. And it's always just like, it gives me so much anxiety. Um, When the last time Willie and I went there, not for this, but before that, um, we took our burritos and ate them on a park bench down the street because hmm. I just, it, it stresses me out. It's hmm. just college kids partying. So all the illegal peats, their environments are very different. Yeah. Um, and they have bars. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. that's kind of their difference. thing, though. They, they really pride themselves on making each illegal peats special to each community it's in. Yeah. My, my husband, Greg, mentioned that, that he goes to one when he's on tour phoenix or tucson and he said it's kind of like a colorado themed bar there <laughs> that's just funny it's kind of what it is here all, i mean all the merch has like yeah but low they sports do, logos but with I, illegal peats on them i don't know if they still do it but they used to do that starving artist program where if you're a uh, artist on tour you could get a free burrito mm. Mm. Uh, yeah that's super cool that's very that's very on brand for them yeah I have a gripe about Illegal Pete's customer experience. Can I share that? You yes, sure can. please. It's a question. Okay. The first question that they ask when you walk in there, I don't know if it's always been like this, but it's been like this lately. You start on the line, the person behind the counter says, flour or whole wheat? Mm-hmm. That, Why does that ties my brain in knots. Whole wheat is flour. Oh, I see where you're going. With <laughs> Every that. time they ask me that question, I just it's I'm dumbstruck. I I cannot answer that. I I mean I know what they mean. They mean like white flour or whole wheat flour, but flour or whole wheat that kills me. You gotta change that illegal pizza. Huh. Also, whole wheat tortillas, gross. No, yeah, but not, not choosing that. Does Chipotle not offer that? No, I don't think so. Alexandra, how about you? What did you think about your uh, ordering experience from these two spots? You know, um, Chipotle, I feel like I'm going to echo a lot of what Peyton said. Chipotle, it's like always the same. It's just like, okay, yeah, it's like always pretty calm and chill in there. You go down the line, you know, you know what you're going to get. Like, I don't think I've ever had like an unusual experience right. at Chipotle. It's a restaurant was, experience. Yeah, it was just nothing no, nothing of note. But then, yeah, Illegal Pete's. Um, I went to the one on South Broadway and we did go on like a Friday night. So that might have something to do with the crowd that was there. But yeah, again, hmm. it felt like just like party central. And it was a lot of like, uh, you know, because we were we were on South Broadway, it was a lot of cool hipsters and we were just kind of, you know, people getting drinks. And, and I have met up with friends too who are like, let's go get drinks. And they're like, let's go to Illegal Pete's. I'm like, okay, there's a lot of other bars we could choose, but sure. <laughs> and so... Um, <laughs> It, it was just very loud, very overwhelming. Um, but, you know, I I don't know. I Yeah, I think that you kind of have to go in expecting that atmosphere when there is a bar element involved. And I wonder if Chipotle 
would be so similar if they had a bar because like you know paul you were saying it was like the hangout spot for high school mm. kids and i feel mm -hmm. like maybe people would want to hang out at chipotle more but i don't think that's something that people do right now is like just hang out at chipotle i could be I, wrong i also want to say have you ever sat in a chair at chipotle <laughs> no many times it's the most uncomfortable chair that exists. What are they doing with their chairs Look there? Look at their chairs. Google it's them. It's like a very flat, solid birch Oh, wood. yeah. They're, met, they're like metal. They're metal yeah. and wood, but they're yeah. like angled weird. Like the booth is like, booths are supposed to be inviting, like sit down, totally. plush. Yeah, and they're literally like the most uncomfortable But you know what? Booths. Their burritos mm. fill you with so much warmth and joy. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't even uh, care. Oh, to me, it's just get out. It's like, <laughs> do not even yeah, sit here. They want turnover. Do uh, not even sit here. Just get out. Those do mm. look uncomfortable. Well, oh, they're awful. Illegal Pete's is really turning me away with that loud, crazy kid music. Bree, did you have a chance? Did you weigh in? Customer experience, vibes. So, do you have a preference? So now that I, I'm a mom and I do everything on online in an app form because I don't have time. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Um, I actually go to Chipotle a lot more because their app is super easy. It's a very good app. I wanted to <laughs> talk is. about this too. <clears throat> the yeah. app is really easy. So um, my family eats there more often than not for that reason. I can plug in our orders. They already have them in there. Boom, you're done. Illegal Pete's doesn't have an app. Um, I also understand it's very expensive to develop apps. But it wasn't super easy to use. And I sent my husband to pick up our order and it wasn't complete so mm. too much of a party vibe over there i know Gre i'm surprised greg didn't stay there for a couple hours and like kick it and probably that see somebody is the he knows. part of the whole party vibe i want to say is a part of their like it's a very intentional part of their branding totally um, that's what they say on their you know on their website they've always branded themselves as more of a we're a cool, funky, awesome place to hang where you can also get a decent burrito. Yeah. Like, that's their whole thing. Totally. Mm. Let's get to the food. Yeah. Peyton, you said Illegal Pete's a good place to get a decent burrito. Was it a decent burrito? Well, I didn't do burritos. So right. I, we each kind of picked a meal, a different meal, so that we could explore all different facets of the menu. Um, and I specifically chose a chicken quesadilla because it's what I used to get at Illegal Pete's when I would walk there for lunch. Because I knew if I got a burrito, Illegal Pete's would stand no chance. I will I will pick Chipotle 10 times out of 10, but I've always been way more impressed with Illegal Pete's quesadillas. I, I don't know what it is they do. Um, granted, yeah, what's it, in their quesadilla? Like, is it anything special? cheese and chicken, cool. and that's it. But it's always really juicy. The cheese kind of gets griddled on the tortilla and... Um, I've always really, really liked it. I actually always thought they did a way better quesadilla than Chipotle. But maybe it's so good because it takes about 20 minutes to get it. It's insane. If you're going to get a quesadilla at Illegal Pete's, you have to earn it. Because I've never gotten my quesadillas from there in less than like 17 minutes. Yeah. It's insane. But it's very, very good. Yeah. And then Chipotle. So interestingly enough, their quesadillas used to be off menu. It wasn't something they offered as part of the menu. If you wanted a quesadilla, you had to ask for it. Um, did not take 17 minutes to get. So I don't know what Illegal Pizza is doing with theirs. But um, does Chipotle put it in like the steamer thing? 
Mm-hmm. Well, they used to. So when it was off menu, you would watch them do it. They'd fill it with cheese and chicken and they'd put it in the little steamer thing and it would take a few minutes and it was, you know, all good. Um, And I don't know what it was about Illegal Pete's that was better. I think the griddled cheese was good. It's just kind of like greasy and gooey. Um, But Chipotle has since added quesadillas to their menu and they do this really weird like pita pocket fold. Um, It's really weird. It's not in traditional like triangles. Like how Illegal Pete serves it, it's this, it's like a giant, they make it a giant pocket and then they like cut it in half and serve huh. it to you like that. It's it's very bizarre. I don't know. They were good. I would say Illegal Pete's quesadillas are probably better. Alexandra, how about you? What'd you order? What'd you think? Okay. So I was the burrito bowl person of this group. Um, so I, and I made sure to be very scientific in this comparison. So I got carnitas, pork carnitas in both burrito bowls from both places. And um, also got guac in both bowls from both places. And I like guac, but I hate guac from Illegal Pete's and from Chipotle. It's just so bland and flavorless. I need like homemade guac, I think. And okay, I guarantee, well, I can't guarantee this because I don't know how what they're doing back there behind the kitchen, but I come from a mission style burrito rolling background and when I made <laughs> them okay we're gonna have to I know sorry about, I buried about that this a little lead. bit but go, go on <laughs> uh when I was rolling burritos I the guac came out of a bag hmm. like it would it would come frozen and you would just okay cut it open squeeze it into the container and then that you was you have where the to guac say where from. you were rolling burritos uh the CU Boulder dining hall <laughs> okay okay oh my god where you met the love of your life that's true that is where we met rolling burritos Cheyenne. we were rolling burritos together oh my god love was in the air that's the cutest thing but no I mean so yeah I don't I didn't like work for Chipotle or illegal pizza at one time except huh Chipotle's guac I believe with all of my heart does not come from a freezer because they, I mean, they plaster it all over their website. They're like, we we make everything from scratch. True. We don't do anything that comes from a right. freezer, nothing that comes from a can. Everything is like sustainably sourced and prepped that day. And granted, I'm not back there, but I'm going to believe it with all my heart. All right. I know. And I am totally, I have no evidence to back up that this guac is gross. from a freezer, but I just don't. It tastes like the guac at the dining hall. I believe that though. They're not they're not putting I don't think they're putting their heart and soul into guac. The guac aside though, the burrito bowls at both places were good. Um I would say that the carnitas I think were a little bit more flavorful at Chipotle. Um but overall, I don't know, they were both very similar. It was it was mm-hmm. hard for me to make a decision, but I would say uh Chipotle might have squeaked by in terms of food there. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that that's my whole thing with Illegal Pete's versus Chipotle. Um, I I think almost everything at Illegal Pete's food-wise is, is just as good as Chipotle, except their meats. I feel like their meats huh. are not I, – I think what it is is they're not as salty. Yeah. That's what Willie and I have decided – their meat and their a rice. Lot of salt. And I'm I'm yeah. a salt kind of person Same. and they rely I think on that salt to really enhance the flavors. Mm-hmm. And illegal Pete's doesn't, which you could argue is healthier and better, but I think that that's what's holding them back. Their meats are just not my my burrito especially as someone who doesn't like salsa and maybe that's my bad. It's just never as flavorful. Hmm. Yeah. It's always just a little more bland at illegal Pete's. Couldn't agree more. Hmm. So, Brie, 
How about you? What would you order? What'd you think about it? So I had chicken salads at both of them. Mm-hmm. And um, anyone that thinks they're having a salad in either of these places is fooling themselves because it's just a burrito bowl. With, with extra lettuce. With extra lettuce. <laughs> a little extra lettuce. But Chipotle uses like spring mix versus mm. just like the shredded romaine or whatever. And uh, Illegal Pete's uses just like the lettuce they use for their burritos. And I like that way better. Huh. I also liked that Illegal Pete's had different dressings. Chipotle has one. I don't know what it is, but I don't ever want to try it. It doesn't sound good. Mm. Um, and Illegal Pete's had a ranch option. And I'm a white person and I love ranch. So, uh, and also Illegal Pete's has the most white person taco topping you could have that I love, black olives. I always wow. thought that was weird that they have that available. I didn't That's such know an that. 80s thing to me. Really? I re- yeah, I remember as a kid, we'd have like taco night at home and you have hard shell tacos with shredded cheese out of a bag, like iceberg lettuce and black olives. Oh my huh. gosh. Also, Illegal Pete's has chili. Hmm. They have green chili. I'm not going to rate their green chili, but they have it. And I was like, oh, this is awesome because it's something that um, Chipotle doesn't have. So... Mm-hmm. I have to say, um, I is the thing I love the most at Chipotle that doesn't really translate well to a salad is the rice. Um, so I have to say, illegal Pete's I think just overall for the salad options way better. Interesting, mm. interesting. All right, well I'll go quickly. I had vegetarian options at both places. I actually went to Chipotle three times since we agreed to do this. Oh my I god, really are you serious? Like this place. How I many times did you go to illegal Pete's? Uh, once and it was the first time I, I have I've been to say I did the same time. thing. I I have had because we kept having to push this. I have had Chipotle I think three times oh. since we were assigned this project and illegal Pete's just the once. This is there's just so much bias going My on here. God, I, but I'm I'm sorry. I'm ruling that I think illegal Pete's is better in, in the arena that I really. Was okay. in. But I go ahead. Think, yeah, sorry. yeah. We haven't gotten there, but yes. Well, for vegetarian options, illegal Pete's doesn't really have. I mean, they've you can make it vegetarian if you want, but there's not like a centerpiece thing they have available. Chipotle has sofritas, which they introduced maybe 10 years ago. And then they have this new plant-based chorizo that I tried. They're just testing it out. That was terrible. Very mm. dry. Not a lot of flavor. I will never get that again. But Chipotle's got like a ton of options. It's great for a vegetarian. Well, Paul, I have a question we, for Yeah, you. we want to talk about... Yeah. Go on, go on, go on. Well, how... How was the structure of the burrito? You're the only one who got a true burrito. Yeah, that's so a great question. Which one was rolled more tightly, more, more neatly, more neatly? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were both good. I don't know. It was fine. They were the same. I don't it's know. I don't a know crap shoot to me usually because I'm fifty-fifty at Chipotle. I'll get a burrito or I'll get a or I'll get a burrito bowl or a salad. Um, Sometimes it's like the most haphazard thing you've ever seen that's exploding and there's no possible way that you could eat it. It's an amateur burrito roller. It's like they put too much. It's like they don't know the ratios or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then other times it's perfect. There's a real, I think there's a real secret to it. I think it takes time to become that master burrito filler and roller. I'm sure Xandra can attest to that, but I don't think it's something you learn overnight. It's a real skill. No, no, it is an art. And uh, I'm sure we've all seen that poor kid at the end of the line trying to roll a giant burrito and then they tear the tortilla and it all comes pouring out the side like some like horror movie and there's like 50 people staring at him because everybody's in a long line that just goes straight to that guy (laughs) Um, but there's i think another big thing um illegal pete's mixes up 
their ingredients. Oh, yeah. They smush them up and mix them around, um, whereas Chipotle doesn't. And I've heard many people argue that Illegal Pete's does it better because sometimes with Chipotle, if you bite at the wrong angle, you get nothing but rice or nothing but, but chicken, which yes. I kind of like those bites. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you guys have a preference oh, on mixing or not mixing? It's all you. about the mix, I yeah. think. I think mixing is so important. So key. I'm anti-mix. I'm anti-mix, I like my bites to be different. I don't want every bite to be the same. I agree, but Willie will die on that hill, too. He's like, no, I don't. I want it. I put all of those in there for a reason. I want to taste them all equally throughout my burrito. So he's very... (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of people who make that same argument. Well, we're kind of getting into it already, but I feel like we should offer some final thoughts. And I thought of a way to do this. So it's a hypothetical situation where the four of us have ultimate power to decide one chain should completely subsume the other. And if the winner we choose would take over all of the other chain's locations and wipe the other from the face of the earth. So which chain would we prefer to completely occupy the other's existence? I'd like to hear Xandra's answer first. (gasps) Me? Yeah. Okay, I... Zero-sum game. Well... I should have done more research on Chipotle's backstory before this, but I I gotta say, and we didn't really get into this yet, but the way that Illegal Pete's runs its business makes me want to pick them because I'm sure they would have the Chipotle power and recipe then, but then they'd have the, the business sense that Illegal Pete's has. And like, you know, they do things like they try to give their workers like very fair pay like when i was in there they had a sign saying that they were hiring start salary starting at 23 dollars an hour with like full benefits and everything like that like they treat their workers it seems very well they do a lot of things in the community they give back and so for that reason i kind of want to say illegal pete's i'm with Alexandra on this one because i so they recently did for this I think it was their 25th anniversary for Illegal Pete's. They did this thing where they worked with local artists mm-hmm. to do murals. And I actually reached out to one of the artists because she's a friend of mine. And I was like, hey, off the record, or if I don't mention who you are, would you tell me if they paid you fairly? And it was like an equitable compensation. And she was like, oh, my God, Illegal Pete's paid me great. They were so awesome to work with. They were super supportive and really nice. And I would say that that's not on the whole uh, an experience that a lot of artists have when they work with like a semi-corporate company so that made me feel similarly to Alexandra. like they kind of do right by people and the community itself and that would make me lean towards illegal pete's what about you paul it's really tempting i mean that's such a important thing but selfishly <laughs> i just can't I but couldn't. if paul could live would... inside a chipotle he would you sorry point. megan <laughs> She would understand. Yeah, Illegal Pete's has a lot of good feelings associated with it, but every time I walk in the door and go up to the counter and they ask me flour or whole wheat, I want to run screaming outdoors and find the closest Chipotle. I just can't stand it. Uh, I uh, I think for a long time I felt, I've said it a lot, where if Illegal Pete's had the food that Chipotle has, they would be unstoppable. But... Today I was doing a little extra research into the backgrounds of both companies and um, I think I have to change my answer on that because 
I think there's something to be said for the value that Chipotle puts on sustainably sourcing and locally sourcing and um, just like restorative agriculture. And they just care so much about like sustainability um, and where your food comes from. And that to me is really, really, really important. Um, And if there were more illegal peats, I wouldn't be able to handle that music. Too loud. loud. Never get me sleep. I I couldn't. I couldn't. I have to say Chipotle, but I I am with Paul. I would live in that Chipotle with you. Friggin' love Chipotle. So unfortunately, we're team divided. Well, listeners, I guess we're gonna have to throw it to you all for the deciding vote. Let us know what you think. Send us a send us an email, Denver at CityCast.fm. Tweet at us. And if you're the one person besides Thad who likes Qdoba. Let me know why, because I really can't figure it out. Actually, you know what? We did get some nice calls. I put out, I, I said on the show a few weeks ago, if there's any Qdoba supporters out there, let us know. Call in, leave us a voicemail. And we did get All some nice voicemails. I think it would be appropriate to, to end the show with some, You're right. some love for Qdoba You're right. from the listeners. Hello, this is Thaddeus again from Ruby Hill Neighborhood. Uh, the top three reasons why I think Qdoba is better is the rice is better, the queso is better, and the fajita vegetables are better if that's the type of burrito that you like to get. Hey gang, it's Aaron calling from way out in Littleton. If the goal of a mission-style burrito is convenience, then the best mission-style burrito is the one that is right in front of you. If that's an illegal pizza, great. If it's a Qdoba, great. Hi, this is Matt Duffy calling in from Littleton to let you know that I'm not a Qdoba fan myself, but my dad is. And the reason is that he is a huge cheapskate. That's all for the week here on CityCast Denver. Our producers this week were me, Paul Caroli, and Xander McMahon. Peyton Garcia writes our morning newsletter. Our host is Bree Davies. Our music is by Los Mocachetes with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. If you haven't already, subscribe to the show, rate us five stars wherever you get your podcasts, follow us on Twitter at CityCast Denver, and tell a friend about us next time you meet them at Chipotle for lunch. Have a good weekend. I've just always been a Chipotle person, not in particular any particular reason. I think, um, excuse me, my child is... <laughs> Filling his his diaper. I thought it was Uh, a car outside. No, he is filling his diaper. I thought Um, you were apologizing at first for yourself. No, (laughs) that is my baby is filling his diaper.